everybody, this is Connor Lamans for another episode of LGHL Uncut, where we bring you unedited, uncut audio from Ohio State media availability and other press conferences. Today we have audio from Ohio State's postgame press conference after their 73-66 loss to the number 15 Texas A&M Aggies at the Schottenstein Center Friday night. After the loss, we got to talk to uh, Bruce Thornton and Jamison Battle from Ohio State, as well as Henry Coleman and Tyrese Boots Radford from A&M, as well as, of course, Buzz Williams and Chris Holtman. It was a pretty back and forth game between the Buckeyes and the Aggies. Uh, There was a stretch during the second half of the game where the teams actually exchanged baskets back and forth for about six minutes straight, where neither team led by more than four points for that entire uh, stretch there. So it really was, it came down to, you know, which team was going to be able to eventually stretch two or three baskets together um, and just establish any kind of lead. That team was Texas A&M down the stretch, helped out by a ton of rebounds, a ton of offensive rebounds and second chance points. Um, Ohio State hung tough with a very physical team, but in the end, A&M just grabbed the rebounds that counted and, and made the plays in the end of the game that uh, were able to pull them away by just a few points. After the game, we did speak to, uh, like I said, select players from both teams, as well as Holtman and Buzz Williams. It is a pretty substantial press conference with a lot of good info. So we will go ahead and get right into the post-game press conference with both teams. Go ahead and kick us off. As you do about the physicality and bringing the way of attack the glass, it seemed like uh, that was an issue throughout the game. Um, what was ultimately the, the difference to you guys uh, in this one? Um, just um, rebounding free throws. Oh, we, missed, um, we missed seven free throws, and I rebounded by 10. So that really plays a big difference. Um, that cut down second. Uh, second chance points a lot. If we hit free throws, we're not down four instead of down one. It's just di- different situations. So I feel like if we cut those down, we'll be in better shape. But um, um, that, uh, Texas A&M is a good team, a good physical team. So give um, props to them what they, on what they do. It just shows what we need to work on and for move move forward. So it's a good challenge for this, like this early in the season. So you so you see what you need to work on and you can move forward from it. No, I agree. I think one thing we could have done better is probably get on the offensive boards more in the first half. And I think the second half, you know, we had an emphasis on that. We got some little boards, but I think that was the difference in the game, like Bruce talked about. And I think obviously defensively we fouled a little bit too much. And then, you know, ultimately their free throws led to the led to them winning. And then also their second chance points, obviously, uh, led to them winning as well. When they are hitting the glass as effectively as they were for stretches, how does that wear on the team as, as a game goes on? Yeah, I think it wears on the team. Obviously, like you said, it's a physical team. It's a physical Texan team. But it's just constantly knowing you have to go to the glass and you have to make sure your man's boxed out. And I think that's something where, you know, we had the emphasis on it. It's just we didn't do our best job executing it. And I think that's something we got to learn from and take from it. You know, just move on. It's one game. It's the second game of the season. And like Bruce talked about, uh, how are we going to respond? I think that's a big question we have to ask ourselves next. Uh, you got to get another good team coming in, Merrimack. And it's, it's how we're going to respond. It's always about, always about response after you lose a game like this. Uh, Jameson, some early foul trouble for you. What was it like working through that? And then just as a team, like what was difficult about Texas A&M in the second half? Yeah, I think their guards, they got up, you know, when, once they get downhill on that ball screen, it's hard to stop them. And I think that you have to have good help. And there was one time I remember, you know, switching the ball screen, they get caught up with Wade Taylor, just getting a foul call. And then obviously just, you know, being too aggressive offensively and getting a charge was uh, something that, you know, led to, led to the foul trouble. But I think it's just, 
you can't let that affect you. Obviously, you have four fouls, you have three fouls, you just have to keep playing. And if you get a foul, you get a foul. There's nothing that you know you can do. You just got to keep out, go out there and play the game. And that's what Coach Holt talked to me about, just go out there and play. And then, Bruce, like you've talked about last season, kind of reflecting on that and like learning from losses. What is something that maybe you guys can take from this loss? Uh, it's, so, it's so early in the season, so for life, for like, any little thing we can take from it, we can just um, get better from it. Um, just rebounding and just hitting free throws. Those are the two main keys. I feel like we just put, put ourselves so far back in the game because when your team gets so many second chance points, having an extra effort on defense is two times two times harder because you're just scrambling. And they easy wide open threes or um, dry hills, lay layups or fouls. So if you just cut those down, I feel like we'll be in better better shape. But I feel like we're going to move on from it. We're going to learn for it and get ready for Wednesday. For either of you guys, you know, when it comes to the defensive class and preventing those second chance points, is it as simple as boxing out? Is it a mentality thing? What does it take to fix that? Uh, uh, for um, planning is it's, it's a lot. Uh, they they crash four, so you got to make sure all four guy four guys um, on the defense side hit under a correct way. Because I got foul, I, I caught a foul call. Uh, I wasn't particularly uh, ready for ready for them for the late incoming missile, so I got I got hit with a foul. So. So make sure you have the same mentality and the technique at the same time. So it's kind of difficult, but if you want to win, you got to get the job done at the end of the day. Yeah, their, their guards were really trying to get downhill, attack, 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 which created, even if they missed a lot, that created some offensive rebound opportunities for them. What, what impact effect did they have on the game just wanting to attack you guys, especially in the second half? Um, uh, you can have that much rim pressure. It's like a little tip, little tip out. Um, the other team can can get out for threes, or they can attack the rim again. So, like when you do, when the guard pressing the rim so hard, it kind of it puts you in a bad position that everybody scrambles. So, so we try to do our best to stay in front of our man at the end of the day. So we won't be in those situations because for that team, um, they crash a lot of people at the, at the same time. So them getting the ball back, so the same amount of chance we getting the rebound. So, so you trying to balance out, just trying to make sure. The rim pressure not so so high, and make sure you box out. And, and what what became difficult, or what was the most difficult part of this in the second half after it was tied and they started to get open, pull the lead away, for you guys to try to accomplish offensively? What 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 did they do to make it difficult for you guys to try to keep pace? Oh, uh, they kept putting pressure on the rim, and we kept fouling at the same time. So they made and they made their free throws. Um, so, so that it really, it really hard to come back when they make, make a free throw and they put in rim pressure and they're making the right plays and stuff like that. So, when we when we did get a one time stop and I got the rebound the first time, I feel like we was in good shape. But when things like that happen, it's hard to win back on ball games against a top team like that. You talk about the, the offensive rebounds. But, I mean, it ended sixteen to twelve, but second chance points. 19 and nine. I mean, is that ultimately the difference when you guys got the rebounds, you weren't able to to turn them into the points that they were? Yeah, um, so like, no, no second chance point, that, that plays a big difference. Also the free throws as well, but like nine to 10, and we lost, I don't know how much we lost by, but he at least cut that half the way down to so hold it for ball game. So I feel like just taking one possession at a time, I feel like just hit single don't worry about the, um, the, the home run play. Uh, Jose, but I feel like just taking our time and just one, one possession at a time, I feel like we'll be in good shape. Bruce, you in the second half had to kind of take over offensively. Um, it looked a lot like last year at times when, when you were, had the ball in your hands. What What was it going to take to balance? You talked about a lot of guys can score on this team to get that balanced scoring kind of in crunch time. 
Um, I, I still have the same faith in my teammates, uh, as I was saying, I was saying earlier. Um, just how they was playing, they were switching out a lot, so it gave me a lot of, a lot of room in the gaps to get downhill, stuff like that. I feel like me, Rod Jameson, missed a lot of bunnies. Felix, they, I feel like we missed a lot of floaters. Little bunnies that we usually hit all the time, but like I, I feel like that shouldn't dictate us from winning or losing. So I really just thinking about the rebounds and the, and the free throws that really, really put us behind the eight ball. Despite the loss, you guys finished ahead in bench points, fourteen to seven. How encouraging is that to see that kind of scoring coming off the bench against a really good team like Texas A&M? I think it just shows our depth. Uh, I think when you look at it, you got a lot of guys who can go out here and make plays, and I think that just contributes to what we have here. Uh, you look at the guys off the bench; they're always locked in and ready to come in. I think that's something that good teams have, and to have people that you can rely on on the bench when maybe someone's in foul trouble or maybe someone's you know not doing their job, you got someone on the bench who can come in and uh, make an impact on the game. Uh, for, for both of you guys, uh, you have, a, as a team, shot the three very well collectively so far. Uh, are you shooting it better in practice, and, and are you confident that this is a team that, going forward, can, can have a little bit more success behind the arc? Yeah, no, 100%. I think when you look at it, you know, there's there's slumps in basketball, and I think when you go through it, uh, you just got to keep keep at it. I think, you know, for myself and for everyone on this team, you, you know, we work on it every day, and there's nothing that's going to deter us. Regardless if you make or miss shots, you know, we're going to be out here shooting every day and we're going to stay confident. You know, that's the biggest thing. You can't lack confidence when it comes to that stuff. If you let that happen, I mean, that's that's when it starts creating a snowball effect. And I think everyone on this team is as confident as they are. Uh, it's not going to be an issue. And, you know, shots go in, shots miss sometimes, and you just got to stick with it and keep going. Um, we will keep shooting at the end of the day. Um, we work on our shots um, from the summer, from so June, all the way to uh, now. So I feel like. Uh, we're going to keep shooting the ball at the, at the club we're shooting it now. I, I still have the same faith that J-Mo and anybody shooting the three ball on our team. So I feel like when it falls, it's going to be a different story. But the amount of hours we put in with the three-point shot, the, the one more pass we're doing, I feel like it's going to come. So we're going to just keep shooting at the end of the day, and it, it's going to fall. And then at, at halftime, you guys had a lead. They closed, I think, on a 6-0 run. And just what, what was the conversation like at halftime? What were some of the keys that you were really trying to focus on at that point? Uh, it's gonna be a it was gonna be a dog fight. Uh, we just knew it wasn't gonna be no blow um, blowout. We just gotta do the small things. And then that we we didn't do the small things at the end of the day, so that really separated from winning and losing when you playing a top team like this. Um, so we, so we, I'm glad we just um, figured out now like what we need to do now. So this different type of uh, environments and understanding of the big time games like what we need to do to clinch big time games and stuff like that. Thanks guys. Thank you. Enabled you to pull away in that second half and keep Ohio State at arm's length. Yeah, you can speak on first. Uh, I just think later on in the game we got more locked in with each other. Um, we did a lot more talking um, in the second half, and I think that's what allowed us to um, come together and pull out the derby. I would say um, for most of the game we controlled the glass. I thought the last couple of possessions we weren't able to do it 
as well. But I think our defense kind of overwhelmed them. I think our physicality towards the end overwhelmed them. And I think it's something that we kind of harped on all week. Uh, we know they were a physical team. We had to match their uh, physicality and intensity. I think towards the end, we were able to do it on the offensive end. Guys were able to get downhill, um, offensive rebound at a high level. So uh, I think our physicality kind of overwhelmed them towards the end. Henry, what allowed you to kind of take over there at the end of the first half inside? <clears throat> uh, uh, that credit to Boots and Four and and Age and Jace. Those guys, when they came off the ball screens, they were drawing two defenders and were able to draw those two guys out and able to kind of give me free shots around the rim. I really just had to finish it. Uh, credit to those guys, but um, it was something we worked on all week. We knew they were going to down on the sides um, and the short roll was going to be open. Um, they did an unbelievable job taking away shooters. Um, so I think we just had to finish over their length and um, play around the room. And then Tyrese, what was it like going up against Bruce Thornton, number two, for honesty? Uh, he's, a, um, he's a good player. Um, he's a, he leads their team. He made the right plays, um, and he's a competitor at the end of the day. Um, that's what kept him in the game. He made the right plays, so uh, I think that's his team. Yeah, uh, when you guys get a couple early putbacks, and you sort of get that feeling like we can hit the boards tonight and do something with that. What's that do to What's that do do to you guys energy wise? And like, is that a, something you just beat on? Well, one hundred percent. I think that's what when Coach came to College Station. That's one of the things he's harped on this whole time here. How can we be on the offensive glass? How can we be uh, great on the defensive glass? And I think offensively, um, we just kind of overwhelmed with our physicality. Um, even our guards are able to get down there and, and um, you know do do things that help and help impact winning. Um, but yeah, when we see the first couple uh, guys kind of go down there, I think it just motivates the whole team, and not just guys we're playing, but even guys on the bench, you know, hypes them up, even uh, our coaches. So I think it's just kind of our culture and what coaches created. You guys were a great offensive rebounding team last year, too, and 19-9 advantage and second chance points in this game. Just what does it take to be a great offensive rebounding team in that culture that, you know, your coaches established? I would say, uh, I mean, we do bubble drill. You just put a bubble on the rim and there's no makes. So it's kind of man on man and you know, you kind of got to be tough. And it's not like there's, it's, you know, having a five man go against another five man. No, it's a it's a point guard going against a five and he, that point guard's got to find a way. Wade's got to go against Wildens and he's got to find a way to box Wildens out and get that rebound. And so I think it's just a culture and it, it it's a compounding effect over time. You know, if you do something every day, it builds and builds and it becomes um, not just a habit, but your instinct. And so I think that's just our instinct and what we are. Once that ball is on the rise, we're going to get going to get in and go after it. For both of you guys, what does it say about your offense that you can get three guys scoring 20 points or more in a game, especially when it's on the road against a power five school? Um, I just think it's a part of um, our coaches and how they recruit uh, any given night. Anybody from the starters to anybody on the bench can go off. Uh, you just never know. Um, and feeding off the uh, rebounding or just believing in one, one another and um, just playing through each other, I think that gives or uh, that feeds um, us to have that type of energy to just believe in one another. Yeah, I think everybody just has confidence when they come into the game. I think Hood just done an unbelievable job this year. People knowing their roles and people have, you know, know, know they know their roles early in the year. This is our second game, and I think that's a big part of 
our success kind of early right now and what we're doing. We have a lot of stuff to keep keep doing and to build on, but I think um, people knowing their roles and people playing with just uh, ultra confidence has really helped this team. Couple more. Was there a point in the game where you could feel that you were wearing them down? The way you were able to get to the glass and the way you were able to dictate some of the pace of the game. Could you feel that uh, at any specific point in the game? Uh, I would say no. I think, you know, what Coach Holman does and, and his team, his team's never quit. Uh, I think he has, an, obviously has an unbelievable culture on, on their end. Uh, I know Coach Diebler and, and his success on the offensive end. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're a really well-coached team. They don't give up. And so I don't think there was at any point uh, that we were, you know, well, we got them now. Um, but, um, they you know, they're a really well-coached team, and those guys fight. You guys, there was a there's a stretch of about five, six minutes in the second half where you were really going bucket for bucket with that. Just exchanging baskets, it never got farther than like a two-point game. It really felt like whichever team here can like string together consecutive baskets is probably going to pull away. What about your group gives you confidence that like you were going to be the ones in this game to eventually pull away when it was looking like that back and forth? Um, I just think having that confidence in each other that um, <laughs> That my team they go do don't going to make the right play, gonna do the right things. Um and then again at practice, um we hoop at practice, you know. We have turkey game when the turkey game one time it went for like thirty minutes because we was going bucket for bucket. So it wasn't our first time being in that situation. Um and credit to them too because they kept hooping and um and we was just going bucket for bucket as you say. Um unfortunately we was able to um pull out the win. Buzz, where does this backcourt that you guys have right now rank among the backcourts you've had in your career coaching? Huh? It's good. I think what makes it good is they're really, really good people. And I think that uh, four and boots. Uh, they enjoy slash brace, embrace uh, the pace and the intensity at which we work. And the older I get, uh, the more I appreciate the parents and the mentors and the coaches uh, from where players come from. I probably pay more attention to that than I should. But I have an incredible relationship with Four's mom and dad incredible relationship with Boots, his dad, his stepmom, his mom. And so in 2023, regardless of what position you play, coaching is different. And I think that the relationship with the adults sometimes is just as important as the relationship with the young adults. And they've been 1000% supportive since both of those guys got on campus. Yeah, Coach, um, guys talked about rebounding, offensive rebounding. Just how much will you emphasize it? And you, you guys won that battle by ten points tonight. Huge difference in the game. Mm. Um, talk about what it looked like tonight and why you emphasize it so much. Obviously, I think our staff is. Uh, in, in truth, we probably over teach and over coach rebounding on both sides of the ball. Um, we do an incredible amount of study in how we show clips 
in the numbers that we analytically um, and as our program has evolved Dexter Dennis was a big part of that last year uh, he has changed our recruiting process in regards to how we even go about recruiting because of rebounding and there's so many things that are byproducts whether it's tempo whether it's free throw rate whether it's rim shot percentage there's so many things that we believe are byproducts of how we go about teaching rebounding and we're trying to recruit to it and it's a very high priority we you know like um offense defense special teams um we've assigned a coach within the organization one's the offensive coordinator one's the defensive coordinator one's the special teams coordinator and one's the rebounding coordinator and so we've 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 turned it into a literally a category um, in our prep, in our practice itineraries. And so I, I, I do think that tonight that was a big part of us having a chance. Yeah, and last thing with that, guys got to be motivated and want to go do it. How do you get them to want to go do it? I, 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 <laughs> this, this probably sounds condescending and I, I'm not trying to say it in that regard. Um, we, we just try to weave it into the fabric of everything that we do. Um, I, I don't know necessarily how to say this without acting like a coach, but um, here's the pie chart of what we do in practice. And we're gonna um, give a very high percentage to what we do in just rebounding because it happens on both ends. So tonight, I, I told our guys that tonight, um, I'll probably skew the numbers because I'm worn out. Against Oakland, there were 72 rebound opportunities in that game. Against Dayton, there were 86 rebound opportunities in that game. And I told our guys that the line on that tonight was going to be 82. And it ended up being 80. And so um, two days before prep, and practice one day before prep and practice day of the game shoot around the attention that we give to it in the locker room and in film sessions uh, it's just a it's a it's woven into everything that we do Ohio State didn't shoot the ball very well from three I, I wonder did you like what you forced them into shooting and how did you feel you I think two is hard to guard, like really hard to guard. I think four is ultra fast. Obviously we've played him in a scrimmage against Baylor when he was at Baylor. Number 10 on the touch, it's a basket. I think their perimeter is really, really difficult to guard. I actually told our guys that I thought tonight they would shoot 29 threes. Um, against Dayton and against Oakland, they shot more threes than they did tonight. And I think some of that was they had such success attacking us off penetration 
and we did a really poor job in that regard. But I, I think two was probably the, the catalyst of that. He just, he's just a hard guard. Uh, he was literally responsible for 50% of their baskets. That doesn't count that he made 60% of their free throws. He's just a hard guard. Anything else for Buzz? Who are you guys playing football tomorrow? <laughs> what time's the game? 7.30. You guys got to cover that or y'all just the basketball group? Most of us do. This is y'all's side job. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks, All right, uh, give uh, A&M credit. I thought uh, they played really, uh, played well. Guards guards played well. So give them credit uh, for the win here uh, tonight. Thought our guys did some really good things, really good things. Uh, just got to gotta do a few things a little better. Are those things you have to do better, free throws and rebounding? Those were the two things Bruce immediately talked about. Yeah, I think that. We got to knock down a few more open shots too, Adam. I'll probably add that to the list, but, but certainly uh, free throws and rebounding. The, the way that they emphasize rebounding, you talked a lot about it coming in. When we just talked to Buzz, he mentioned how it's woven into the fabric of everything that they do. How does that impact a game like this when you're going against a team that, not to say that you don't prize rebounding, but right. it seems like they take it to maybe an, an even extra level. How does that impact the game? Yeah, they've got, uh, they send their guards, they send their bigs, and I think they've they've recruited some really, you know, Coleman's an older, big, physical, stronger kid, um, and their other 11 and 13 are really good. But Coleman's, Coleman's a really good uh, rebounder. And obviously he's a kid who started at Duke and then transferred to their place and had him for a few years. Um, he's smaller, but he, he's just a really strong, athletic, um, high motor kid. Chris, you talked earlier this week about how this team needs to prove they can shoot the three well. Um, did you like the shot selection tonight? What do you need to see more from the program shooter? I would say I like the shot selection for the most part. I thought um, we had some guys take a couple loose ones that I did not like. Um, some of it was just to think a couple couple uh, new guys. It just we, we had a couple just that I didn't like, but for the most part, I liked our shot quality. I did, really did. And then at the end of the first half, they went on that run there. Coleman, as you mentioned, kind of took over a little bit inside. Uh, what was challenging about that part of the game, you said? Well, they were just – their guards put you in a really difficult spot. So we were changing our ball screen coverage. We went from a, um, a couple different coverages um, uh, that we typically do, and that, that freed him up when you're putting two on the ball uh, to 4-23. Uh, to and 23. So he was able to make some plays in the middle of the floor against our ice, and he was also to make, uh, able to make a couple floaters oversized. What does it take to have a better night, you know, defensive rebounding? Is it just a matter of, you know, boxer man out, or is there a mentality thing? Is there more to it? You know, I think a lot of it was their guards got loose for us, so we had a secondary defender come and make a play on the ball, so we're leaving, we're, we're, uh, leaving one of their better rebounders open. Um, I think that was a, a significant part. We had a hard time guarding the ball. When you can't guard the ball, um, it puts your defense in, in jeopardy, and I think it begins right there. We just had trouble guarding the ball. The secondary uh, guys had to come over and make plays. We were able to block some shots, but we also gave up some offensive rebounds. 
When you say trouble guarding the ball, are those things, have you seen some of those issues, I guess, in, in practice or in some of the scrimmages? Just, are you talking about like staying in front of guys or can you elaborate a little more on what you mean? No, I, I think we just, we had trouble directing the ball in our ball screen coverage at times. And then we had trouble just in isolation situations, keeping the ball in front of us. Um, 23 and four, they're good players. They hit some tough shots, but there were other times where there were too many straight line drives. And when you do that, your secondary defenders are going to have to commit. And when they do commit, you you leave uh, you leave good rebounders at the basket open. On top of that, they're, they're sending three or four to the glass. But there were a couple long rebounds where we didn't hit guys. Um, in, in watching some of the game, uh, but a lot of them came from just having trouble keeping those two guys in front. And how does that challenge you as you're trying to maybe change things up or just uh, bring, you mentioned switching ball coverages or ball screen coverages, but how does that, when you have guys that are struggling with those things, how does that make it different or difficult to try to change up what you want to do? Well, when I say struggling, I mean, they're good players, so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put it just on the fact that I, I do think we didn't connect the ball enough on ball screen coverage, but but they're good players and they put they put pressure on your defense. Um, um, and again, that opens up things for their offensive rebounders. Um, and that's 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 where they got us. We just have to do better a better job at, at uh, shrinking and spacing off uh, guys that um, we can shrink the floor off of. And I thought we, we did an okay job of that. We can do better at that. Um, because it's not like they had, you know, four three-point shooters out there at times. So all that stuff we can improve on. Buzz was just up here and he said, you guys did a really good job of penetrating tonight, which you're the coach, not me, but I think that's a sign of a very physical team. How encouraging of is, is it second game of the season to get that kind of praise and being a physical team or showing signs of a physical team from a really good coach and a really good team? Yeah, no, I, th I thought we had, you know, good physicality for the most part. Uh, we knew it was going to be a physical game. They're a very physical team. They've got older, stronger bodies, um, and they're they're a physical group. You know, give give uh, Buzz and his team a lot of credit. I give them a lot of credit. They've got a good team, um, and they're physical, and they they play through their guards, and their their guys play their roles really well. You can tell they've, you know, they went on that run towards the end of the season. They've got guys that really understand their roles well, um, and um, but I thought it was a physical game, and I thought at times. You know, they beat us to a couple things, but I thought we were pretty physical throughout the, uh, the stretch of the game. And I thought our, our reads when we drove the ball were really, really, really good. Um, we had some exceptional one-mores and reads when they collapsed defensively. I assume when you schedule a game like this, you know, win or lose, there's going to be things to learn from against an opponent like that. How important is it to, to turn this into a, a learning thing for these guys going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're going to say that about every game here early, you know, but certainly ones where you're, you're playing a, a team of this caliber. But, you know, we, we I think we were able to really learn some things from Oakland. You know, we play a very good, uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, mid-major team in Merrimack uh, coming up here that will present a different style, and we need to be ready. We'll learn from, from that opportunity. But this one certainly gives us some things to, uh, to take and um, – you know, there are some takeaways. Certainly our ball screen coverage needs to tighten up. Bruce in the second half had to take over offensively. Um, I don't know if that was defensively what they were doing or, or just he, he felt the need, but he's talked about other guys getting involved scoring and that this team has plenty of guys who can score. How much do you need that, when, in, especially in a game like this, not just one guy doing a lot of that offense? Yeah, I thought we could have uh, – 
you know, I, I think the ball, we just felt comfortable with the ball being in his hands. And, uh, with the way they play, I think he was able to both get to the line and, and get to the basket at times. But uh, we do need some other guys to be able to make plays and score the ball. And um, we need some guys that have played well in stretches for us right now earlier in the season that just aren't playing quite as well right now. We need we just need those guys to, to um, grow into what we believe they can be. Uh, Jameson, foul trouble, he played 23 minutes. I don't know how many minutes you'd like to get out of him a night, but his foul trouble, about 30. Yeah. So what, what impact does that foul trouble missing those seven, eight minutes out of him? Shooting, you know, I think shooting and scoring, and, and he's he's getting more committed to rebounding. I think we needed his um, his shooting on the floor because they're going to give you open threes. Uh, it's their their defense is built, and they're going to give you some open threes. It's just how they how they play. You got to be able to knock them down, and uh, having him off the floor, I think I think hurt us. Why he was on why he was on the floor, he did some good things. I don't even think there was a three pointer made in the second half by either team. If I'm not mistaken. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so that part of the game, obviously, you say you want it to get better. If you hit a couple of threes, maybe you stay close. But what do you feel like it was tied with seven something to go, and then they just they didn't really pull away, but they got just enough. Yeah, I think it was a four point game with two minutes to go. Maybe. Um, what was the kind of the difference in those last? You know, we put their best free throw shooter on the line. Uh, we didn't always convert at the line quite enough. Um, I think those two things come to mind right now. We had a couple. Um, we had an offensive rebound, an offensive rebound put back too. That was that created just enough separation. It looked like there was a stretch there early in the first half. Maybe it was late in the first half. Just a few minutes. You had Scotty and Devin on the floor. It looked like both those guys did some good things, and it also looked like there was a few moments where maybe the game sped up on them a little bit. Um, right now, how confident are you? rolling those guys out even together against high-level competition like this? Yeah, I, I think I'm, you know, I have to be aware of that. I have to be aware of, of uh, you know, making sure that we're putting putting those guys. I think they, it does help if they're around some older guys and some experienced guys early in the season, not just in a game like this, but certainly in a game like this. I think it just will allow them to play, you know, a little more comfortably. Um, and they have to understand that too. So uh, there'll be there'll be stretches where we just need to do that. I think some of that had to do with Jameson's foul trouble. But um, you know, if we can do it where we have those guys around older guys, that's would be the preference. Any other ones? And at, at this early stage of the season, like where do you think you are as far as figuring out lineups that can contribute at both ends of the court? Not having a lineup out there where the ball's going to stick or there's not enough guys that can consistently score for you but can maybe defend? Oh, I think it's a work in progress, Adam, right now. I think it's a work in progress. I think that the you know, rotation we have now could look different in a month, um, and it, it, it could look very similar too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready to make any you know, decisions uh, right now, it's kind of like practice to practice and game to game. We'll see how guys are, are performing. We had some guys that played well against Oakland that struggled tonight. Um, and then we had some guys that I thought played well against Oakland that had a really consistent night tonight and played well and did some good things. Um, you know, I thought Zed gave us a good lift off the bench again. Uh, I was pleased with that. But um, yeah, I think we're a ways away from kind of settling in any type of rotation. All right, guys.